long lines at T2E, those pickpockets on the RERB, that traffic leaving from CDG, it's all worth it for a trip to Paris. When I'm in Paris, I like to go and shop at Leal, shop at St. Honoré, shop on Montaigne, shop on the Elysée, shop at De Gaulle. Louis Vuitton, collections for fall, jumbos for mom, on Cambon, got her a Birkin appointment and all. Lafayette, Printon, Houseman, Houseman, Beaumarchais, on the left bank, YSL bags all over my couch, man. Razi, airport, Eiffel Tower to the west, Arc de Triomphe to the north, southwest to the Versailles court. Notre Dame, Our Lady coming back from scratch, Mona Lisa never met our match, that Lavenue server got her way snatched. When I'm in Paris, I like to go and shop at Leal, shop at Saint Honore, shop on Montaigne, shop on the Elysee, shop at De Gaulle. Louis Vuitton, collections for fall, jumbos for mom, Marot Cambon, got her a Birkin appointment and all. Lafayette, Printon, Houseman, Houseman, Beaumarchais on the left bank, white cell bags all over my couch, man. Macaron, in chocolate eclairs from La Notre, lunch at Septime with La Vautre, dinner later with Calcan Dotre, a taste of Africa. Right next to my sacred heart, my monster is a world apart. These we TM is where it starts. When I'm in Paris, I like to go and shop at Leal, shop on Saint Honore, shop on Montaigne, mm-hmm. shop on the Elysee, shop at De Gaulle, mm-hmm. Louis Vuitton, collections for fall, jumbos for mom, Maro Cambon, got her a Birkin appointment and all. Lafayette, Printon, Houseman, Houseman, Bon Marche on the left bank, YSL bags all over my couch, man. An original girl. That's a Devereaux original. <laughs> Girl, you know, at first I was like, oh, I wonder who this is. And then I was like, oh, this does feel like, you know, I've heard a couple of your other songs. And um, sometimes you, you do make sure you hit that, um, that chorus gets in there. You make sure you go back to that chorus. Make sure the girls know. Like, yes, you're not one girl. of those new girls who be like, you know, changing bridges and throwing things out. You know, I'm very, old school, keep it, girl. Yeah, you're old school with it. You're old I'm school. I'm old That's school. You raised on that 90s R&B. You're like, no, we're going to hit this. No, we're going to make sure you know the chorus. We're going to hit it one more time. <laughs> well, girl, I call this song Paris. I call it. It's it's, okay. ba- it's a version of the Bia. You know the rapper Bia? Have you heard of her before? She sings that song. It's a whole lot of money in this motherfucker. You ever heard that song? Mm, I don't think so. I don't okay. think so. Well, go ahead. She usually starts her songs like Bia, 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 Bia. Well, she's mm-hmm, a rapper. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah and she has a song called london you know uh-huh. when i'm in london i like to go and shop at the prada shop at the store shop at dior like it's like about mm-hmm. london and so i made a version about paris you know based on our recent travels to paris girl so. yeah it was almost like um yeah it was almost like wow she is like i'm like who wrote this song literally put our whole trip like we don't even need to talk about it like this is our like, they hit it. I was like, oh, you know, Lenotre, like, you know, going to Sacre Coeur, going a little Africa. I was like, wow, who knew this, our entire Paris trip, and put it in a song? Like, the girl really hit it this year. <laughs> yeah, girl. Oh, yeah, man. Girl. Let's walk. I want to explain that some of the lyrics to this tea, girl. Though. So let's okay. introduce okay. ourselves. Okay. And, let's introduce ourselves, and then I'm going to tell the Wait, girls I'm where about my, to the do, inspiration. I'm about to do it. Okay. I still okay. remember. Okay. Bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back to Two Save Queens, one of the few places in the podcast where you can hear a, a conversation about politics, dick, and why well, I used Paris last time. Um, so I don't know, just, just I don't know what. I mean, well, we got some scary tea. I was going to say, like, oh, God, girls, we might be in A's 2.0. Girls, lock up oh, that no. dick, lock up that ass, hide, yes. your, hide your key. 
<laughs> no, but, hide your wife, know, hide your pride, kids, girl. hide your man, hide everybody. Yeah, hide, hide, hide your semen. Um, don't go out. But <laughs> we're going to have a little bit of that later in the show. It's just going to be fun just to start. Um, but I'm joined by my sis, Mademoiselle Devereaux. Um, y'all girls, y'all know I don't speak no French. Like, it just... It's funny because I really was like... I, there, I had a thought. I was like, you know, when I was in high school, I was like, oh, should I learn French? Spanish, and I was just like, they'd be skipping too many words. Also, I there weren't as many cute guys in the French class, so the cuties were taking Spanish mm-hmm. at my high school. Um, because mm-hmm. we had in my high school, we had French, Spanish, Italian, I think we had Japanese, and then we had ancient Greek and Latin. So, I was there was a lot going on. Um, but yeah, but you, you, um, you were doing it, girl. You got us through Paris. I mean, I will say, girl, we gotta, we gotta be honest with the girls. Sometimes those French girls were trying to be bogus to you. And I was just like, oh, we gotta tell the girls how many, how those girls are just so bogus. I really, well, I was bogus talking with another friend way? who speaks they, French. Like, bogus, yeah. How they would switch to that English that are just be like, at first, and then you, you make, you, but you stuck by it. You're like, no, bitch, I'm talking to you in French. You're not going to try and like be bogus to me. Cause I think early in the trip, you know what I just realized is like, you know, you had, I don't remember the last time you were in Paris. So I feel like you were kind of easing about four back years into ago. speaking French. Yeah. About four so years ago. So that's so long. And I know yeah. you keep it up, but I think not like really. This, also, I really don't keep it up. I don't. That's oh, I thought problem. you were doing your reading. Although I still want to help with your speaking, but I thought you were doing your, keeping your reading yeah, up. Like, oh, like I, I read the French paper. I, not as much. I fall off so much with that. I really do. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. But right before yeah. we left, I was watching some French television. So okay. on, online. So I did do that. But yeah, I fall off yeah. so hard. Yeah. But by the end of the trip, I think it, it was it was you were doing it, girl, and you got you got us through, honey. Um, but those are just bogus girls anyway. Like yeah, they're bogus. You know, like I I don't know that I like. I mean, I love my girlfriend. So partly we were there because I went to a wedding, which was right outside of Paris at, um, at Ch- well, it was at a cathedral, then a chateau um, was where the reception was. And it was just real cute. I seen one of my girl- good friends. Um, it was a lovely wedding. Um, and there was stuff during the week that I was also doing. So actually, like, this trip was busy. Like, I had friends to be like, oh, did you, like, you know, try and go on any dates or, you know, try and get some dick? And I was like, girl, I was I was busy between, like, doing stuff over my girlfriend. And then you kind of had, like, a whole itinerary. Um, and we, yeah, I did, which we didn't we really, did like, fully stick to. Yeah, like, we didn't fully stick I mean, to that girl. But we did a lot of I, well, stuff. I, but I still felt busy. I still felt like we had a lot. I mean, we did we did the walking tour. I mean, yeah, we yes, posted we a walk did. through the girls, what we did. Yes, but I feel yeah. like we did a lot. So Yeah, we did do a lot. And even like, okay, so like, I like talk a little bit about some of the stuff we did in the song. So what, it, the song that I, I wrote, it starts out long lines at T2E. That means terminal 2E. That's the terminal that all the Air France <laughs> long haul flights land at, at in Paris, Charles de Gaulle Airport. And that girl, that's that immigration line. She's a beast. She's she's sickening. Like when you land at her, you you've been on an eight hour flight already, and you land at that girl, and you got another hour, hour and a half, up to two hours waiting mine, in the immigration line. Mine was not. I guess my. I wonder if mine was no, because I was flying through London. I come through, came from London, but I think yeah. I, I don't know why mine was not that bad. Because you <laughs> know yeah. you what? It's I only came in late at night. Fly, I think I was only if you fly. Because yeah, I heard if you fly. Like, oh, United, I was different terminal. Yeah, so if you fly Air France or Delta, you land at Terminal Two E, and that's the one that's the long security line or the long immigration line. Mm-hmm. That girl is sickening. Every time I land at, in her, she's a long line. It doesn't matter like. 
I could be sitting on business class. I could be sitting in coach. I could be sitting in whatever. That girl is long. If you land in the morning at Terminal 2E, you're in a long immigration line. Unless you're a European citizen. But, of course, you're not. So, um, (laughs) Not yet. Not yet, at least, right? And then long lines at T2E, those pickpockets on the RERB. Okay, that's that train. Which I, which I did take, and thankfully I did not get pickpocketed, but I was on the lookout because you had warned me. Yeah, because um, she's, that girl is like, she's known for, that's the train from Charles de Gaulle Airport into the city, and she's known for the girls, you know, pickpocketing the girls on that train. Yeah. That's why I don't take that. She's girl basically anymore. like a local train. Like, she makes like a lot of stops, so. Yeah, and girl, and I see, like, you know how they have the Heathrow Express in London? It's like they're building. She's not like that. No, she's yeah. not like that. But they're yeah. actually building a CDG Express in Paris. But guess when that girl's going to open? I found out. Girl, what is it going to open for the Olympics? No, she's not. The Olympics in Paris are twenty twenty four. That girl's not oh, opening till twenty twenty seven. The CDG Express. I those girls. Those girls are so lazy over there. Remember, I told you how those girls are so lazy, right? Well, you know, what? I can't. I can't read the girls for that one though, because literally, LA has been supposedly trying to build um, something between like our airport and like the city, and it's still. I don't even know if it's going to be done for our Olympics. So it's which is girls, it's just twenty twenty eight. Probably right? messed some things exactly. up too. Yeah, we're after Paris. So yeah, yeah. So like. But that girl, yeah, so that CDG Express is not come because I, I don't take that RERB. I'm not. But then that traffic leaving from CDG, because I had bad traffic both leaving that airport and come in when we went back. And it's all worth it for a trip to Perry. Okay. So like going through all that, it's all worth it. When I'm in Paris, I like to go and shop at Leal, L-E-S space H-A-L-L-E-S. That's the mall where, you know, our Airbnb was near there because that's near the gay district in the Marais, but it's the biggest shopping mm-hmm. mall in the city of Paris proper. Shop on St. Honoré, which is the the street um that, like, the presidential palace, the Elysee Palace is on. Um, And there's a lot of, like, that's the original French shopping, you know, luxury shopping street. Shop on mm-hmm. Montagna, that's the newer shopping street that when we went 8 at Lavenue, we were on Montagna. Um, mm-hmm. shop Sheriff, on the, you know, the Lavenue... It was it was cute. I, I I did recommend it to someone. I guess I would go again. She yeah. was in, I think I like I think I like the atmosphere more than the food and the drinks yes. were very good as well. Yes. Quite, it's quite expensive, but um, or, uh, not maybe not crazy expensive living. But in LA, La- I'm like Avenue yeah, L cute. L apostrophe Avenue is how it's spelled, and that's like one of the most famous restaurants in Paris. Like. When you look at, when you Google it online, you'll see Kim Kardashian and Kanye and mm. Justin Bieber and even Beyonce and Rihanna. They've all eaten there. Mm-hmm. They all have to get their How was it for your there. experience, girl? What'd you think? Oh, I really liked. Did it liked, meet your expectations? It, you know, it. I liked my food from Lavenue, but I could see like your food was seemed more, and my food was like, was like an eight out of 10. So it wasn't like a 10 out of 10. Like my food was an eight out of 10. But your yeah, food is probably I felt, like wait, a six. I, I don't, child, I don't even remember what I ordered. What did I order? <laughs> oh, I, I ordered remember. that um, lobster or something. I, I mean, that's it. That was that forgettable. I honestly don't remember what I ordered. Um, yeah, yeah, I honestly and I, don't remember. You, yeah, it was something with lobster, but I know um, I ordered the shrimp uh, risotto, and it was good. It was really good. I yeah, mean, so I think if of, I go back, I would 10. try that. But I did enjoy the atmosphere. I would almost like to go there just to like drink and people watch because, as you said, it was like a really at a really um popular area and intersection. There were some good people watching. So. Yeah, it's on Avenue Montagna, which is like the newer of the French luxury shopping streets. The original one is Saint Honoré, where the Presidential Palace is on. But Avenue Montagna is now considered the more lux like the more luxurious one now. So, but there's like the same. It's like Chanel is on both streets. 
you know, like, you know, ver- like the Versace boutique is on both streets. Like they usually have mm-hmm. like multiple boutiques in Paris on both streets. But um, Shop on the Elysee, what I mean by that is Shop on the Champs Elysee, which is like, you know, their version of Times Square, but a, a little bit more uh, luxury than the, you know, than the than New York's Times Square. And then Shop at De Gaulle because they have a lot of luxury boutiques right at Charles de Gaulle Airport. Like they have Hermes boutique, a Chanel, at least in Terminal Two E, they do. So yeah. So it was like because Bia always says she wants to shop at shop at the Prada, shop at Dior when she goes to London. So I did a, a similar thing, and then Louis Vuitton collections for fall, jumbos for mom on Rue Cambon. Now, what's a jumbo? A jumbo is a Chanel jumbo purse. I'm referring to, <laughs> and you buy a Chanel in Paris. You buy a Chanel jumbo on Rue Cambon, which is the original Chanel boutique in the house of chanel is on rue cambon the headquarters where coco chanel actually her apartment was she lived on rue cambon and the big chanel boutique in paris is on rue cambon the biggest one so jumbos for mom on rue cambon because i would buy her a jumbo on rue cambon got her her birkin a hermes birkin appointment and all because you have to get an appointment to buy hermes birkin and the only boutique if you're not already a longtime hermes customer the only boutique in the world where you can get a leather appointment to buy, you know, leather goods and and um, Hermes Birkin potentially in the world where they do it by a lottery system is at the boutique on Rue Saint Honoré on Rue de Faubourg Saint Honoré in Paris wow. in the world. So like you and me, because we don't have a history of buying a lot of Chanel, if we wanted to get a Birkin, our only shot is either buying it secondhand, you know, which you can't always trust that like online, you don't know if it's authentic or not, right? Or if you want to buy one from Hermes, you and I, the only way we could get one is from that boutique in Paris on Rue de Faubourg Saint Honoré. Um, and so you have to get an appointment there still. And then, um, Lafayette Printemps, Gallery Lafayette and Au Printemps are two grand magasin or department stores that are on Houseman Houseman Boulevard Houseman. Um, and then Bon Marche is the big department store that's on the left bank of Paris. YSL bags, Yves Saint Laurent bags all over my couch, man. Okay. Lafayette print on Houseman, Houseman, Bon Marche on the left bank, YSL bags all over my couch, man. So that's where a lot of those, you know, um, Songsmith, bitch. Yeah, yeah. I talk about, um, macaron and chocolate eclairs from La Notre. That's my favorite back, uh, my favorite bakery in Paris, La Notre. I do highly recommend you go there if you're in Paris. There's multiple of them. Lunch at Septime. We didn't go to Septime, but Septime is a very famous restaurant in Paris. Very expensive, too. Um, a Taste of Africa, the Little Africa rest, uh, neighborhood in Paris, is in the 18th arrondissement, which is the 18th district of Paris, also known as Montmartre. Montmartre, also where the Sacred Heart Basilica or the Sacre Coeur is based. So that's why I say mm-hmm. A Taste of Africa right next to my Sacred Heart. Montmartre is the world apart. Dies Huitième is where it starts. Dies Huitième means the the 18th arrondissement or 18th district of Paris. One more reference. Um, Notre Dame, our lady coming back from scratch because they're rebuilding the Notre Dame cathedral, which I went and saw. I don't think you went and saw. Oh, oh no, I didn't. So, so, so there is some of that girl still. Yeah. The, the facade is there, but she, Oh, for some girls who don't know, she did burn down, right? Yeah. Like, in 2019, some girls yeah. might not know she did burn down. She burned down in 2019. So I actually was very lucky. So when I went in 2018, you know, I used to, like, in 2012 when I went, 2005 when I went, I used to spend so much time. Notre Dame would be the first place I yeah, would cause go. Yeah, because you, because you, so I went that one time, the first time I was there, and I was like, she, she was nice. I more like the fact that she just frames that whole neighborhood in that area. Right. But you like going to, like, cathedrals. Like, I'm not a big, I don't particularly care about going to see 
old religious sites but yeah you, you really enjoy going oh i to love old, like, big cathedrals and, per- like and churches and stuff I love yeah, yeah like whenever i go to new york i go to saint patrick's cathedral mm-hmm. i always go to the cathedrals like in notre dame is obviously one of the originals like um gothic cathedrals from you know i think the 11th century or the 10th um no not the 10th it's either the 11th or the 12th and then centuries and then mona lisa never met her match that lavenue server got her way snatched because when we did eat at lavenue all the all the all the servers were all models basically like and one thing i didn't tell you girl i didn't want to tell you this but lavenue was actually has a lot of complaints against it for racism <laughs> so i still mm. had to go there but they were like her no not which necessarily is something which is something you would do i will i do <laughs> feel like you the... may have actually slipped because i feel like i'm not surprised by that so maybe you slipped at some point but we were already set to go yeah um i mean but mainly they're I'm trying at, to show it's mainly against so not this actually well you better. know what? it was when we were when we were there you mentioned it because i will say there was some there were some oh, I'm about to be bogus there was some girl some girls came in and we for a minute we were like we were it felt like they were going to get a different reception than we got cuz we actually I thought we were treated pretty well like I enjoyed our yeah, I thought server. We were too, yeah. um but yeah I think you told me while we were there <laughs> yeah I waited till we got there cuz I didn't want you to like say oh no bitch I'm not going cancel that shit oh girl but, whatever <laughs> you always trying to make me that but girl. it was like they're known for racism primarily against muslim women and who had to wear the hijab that's like their main because they didn't like for some reason like it's owned by a white gay man the restaurant and mm-hmm. they're saying allegedly i can't i don't want to get sued because <laughs> the european libel laws are a lot looser than the ones mm-hmm. here in the u.s although now there's a okay. johnny depty you know the libel laws are kind of i don't know what's going on here but you know mm-hmm. in, the, in the in europe libel is much easier to sue for and slander mm-hmm. um so i had to be careful with this but this white gay man who owns lavenue you know, supposedly, and and some of the management staff were discriminating against Arab women to the point where they would, when someone would make a reservation, they would look and see what the country code was when they called, and would and would say that they were busy or they were booked on those dates if it was from like the UAE or Saudi Arabia, and then so those Arab women would get to Paris and say, okay, I couldn't get a reservation on my own. I'm staying at the Hotel Bristol. Or the Park Hyatt, Place Vendome, one of the grand hotels, um, the, the palace hotels in Paris. There's seven palace hotels in Paris that are like the highest level of designation. And these rich Arab women would stay at these hotels and try to get the concierges to book for them because they couldn't get their own reservations. So these concierges always have like pull, right? But when the concierge, the, Lavenue would ask the concierge, oh, who are you calling for? What is their name? And it would be like Al Musa. Or like some Middle Eastern name with E-L or A-L mm-hmm. in it. And they'd be like, oh, no, I'm sorry, I'm all booked. And so these concierges mm-hmm. would be like, wait a minute. Like, how I when I call, you you take my reservation. Like, what the hell? So, like, the Park High at Vendome would, like, or, like, the, <clears throat> the hotel, you know, George the Sank, the uh, Four Seasons George the Sank would keep calling, keep calling. And Lavenue would actually avoid the call of the hotel concierges to keep Muslim women who wearing hijabs from sitting at the... At, at Lavenue because the supposedly the management staff and or owner so allegedly I can't prove this don't sue me mm-hmm. we would not want Muslim women in hijabs he did not want that aesthetic at his mm. at his restaurant supposedly love or that. their restaurant yeah love that 
So they and they were called out on that over and over. It's all in there when you go and look up. I, I, the only thing I would add to that is that I think French, because I actually just saw recently a case that was won for um, a group of Muslim people who live in French, live in French, who live in France, who wanted to be able to wear head wraps and wear more conservative clothing to go swimming, which they were literally being encouraged. They were literally being discriminated against yes. wearing too much clothes. So yes. I think as much as you want to make it about love and you and i do think you're a bogus girl um i think it is more about french culture and french society and their attempts at in some ways of being so secular that they ultimately exclude people yes yeah the the one thing they want they want a major assimilation like that's you know they're you know they're a colonialist racist girl like france you know france is actually i didn't realize this until after we got back and i read this like the mm. French part, like Emmanuel Macron for his, he just won re-election for his second term. He appointed mm-hmm. an education minister who's a black man. Mm-hmm. And even people in his own party and in the conservative opposition party and all that are saying, no, you're trying to make us woke like us, like woke, woke. They sound like the American, they sound like Ron DeSantis and the American conservatives. They talk about mm-hmm. they don't want that woke culture over in France. That they don't have those problems in France. They don't want wokeness because they're so egalitarian there. and so. Yeah, you know. those girls are bo- they're racist. They're bogus girls. Yeah, yeah. Because you know Emmanuel Macron is a colonialist girl, but she's defending her black appointee for the Secretary of Education or the equivalent. And Good for her because she definitely wasn't trying to appeal to some of those girls when she was running against Miss Le Pen, right? Well, she. Yeah. Anyway, we yeah, already anyway. going too long. On this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But go ahead. But you know, but we went a lot of cute. We did anyway. a black. We did the black Paris tour, which was really oh, cute. That was good. It was long. She was long. Yeah, she we was maybe, long. The, I think I would have been happy with a hat. But they, I loved. I mean, there was so much about um, Miss. Uh, wait, am I getting it right? Josephine Baker. Josephine that Baker. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. But Alexandra Love Dumas. That. Alexandra Dumas. Yes. Um, yes. we learned about a bunch Chavayet. of. Yeah, and we you learned some tea about you know James Baldwin and a couple girls like yeah oh Chevalier so yes it was that was a was great tour yeah. highly recommend if you girls I, at least on your second visit to Paris even if you don't do it on your first par- visit if you don't have time but at least if you're going to Paris for at least a second time you've got to do that tour and even yeah. if you're staying for like a week on a on the first trip to Paris you need to do that tour like but if you, yeah. you should have like a good five days so you can get everything in Versailles. You know, because that that tour really does take an entire day. It really does. And feel yeah. free to take the half day tour instead of the full day tour. We did the full day one, and we went to because we finished like what around six. It wasn't supposed to go that long though. It was supposed to finish more at like four. Yeah. I don't. We know. had a like we had. A, I don't know. Anyway, you know how black people be. Yeah, it, yeah. Black people, you know, the diaspora. <laughs> you know how we be. We, and they we, were we black Americans everywhere. who were giving us the tour. These are black Americans who had migrated over. Over to, um, uh, or black Canadian. I guess he was technically, because I thought he was born in Spain. No, his guess, mom oh. is from Spain. Oh, his mom is from Spain. Yeah. Right, right. And then he's and actually, I forgot, he did grow up in the States. Yes. He's like, I can't remember whether he's an American or Canadian citizenship. He's one of them. He like spent some time living in America. His dad is black American, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. So, but his mom, he was, I asked him if he had European citizenship. He doesn't because he said, if he wanted to claim European citizenship through his mom, he was going to have to give up his his American citizenship. That Spain doesn't allow the dual citizenship. So, but he was interesting. And then all and then the owners of the tour are Black Americans. It's a Black American lady named Ricky Stevenson yes. who just like daughter. just left America. Who just was like she was yes. just done. She just left America. And her daughter came on our tour and helped and was part of the was one of the tour guides on our tour. So and she's. Yeah. 
She grew up in Paris. She she spent her middle mm-hmm. school and high school years there in, in France. Although you were reading her for her French, but yeah, that was fine. Well, she's very fluent. Her accent was terrible. But right, she's, that's what it was. Her fluency and her understanding is flawless because she literally yeah. went to school in French. Like, like she took her middle school and high school classes all in French, and she passed the baccalaureate. But her accent, but it's tough to get a good. You, I started in first grade with French because. The grade school I went to, it was like a requirement. Everybody took French starting in first grade. So that's the only mm. reason my accent is is better than average. It's really the only reason. Otherwise, it's hard. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, yeah, it was a good trip. I But I don't need to see that girl for a while. I'm good. I mean, I would go back to hang out with my girlfriend. But again, it's like, I think that's a girl that I really only want to go with if I'm going with another French girl. I think I... Anyway, I'm not going to try and be bogus. Um, but yeah, I think I like other parts of Europe. You know, London's still my girl, but you love Miss Paris. She's up there for you. You, you're planning to go back to her. And I'm going back to her in September, actually. I'm going back. Like I'm on a family trip. So, you know, twice. I think, I think what it is, I think what it is, is is there's just certain places where, you know, I'm one is just a cultural thing. I think they're a, they're a colder, some of them. Shouldn't stereotype all of them. Sometimes they feel a little, cool especially to foreigners um and also i think she's a girl and it's just a city that i think unlocks when you really know if can speak french or you have someone with you that's a french speaker i think she really does unlock so yeah i could see that's all about that yeah but yeah while we were over there girl a freaking like plague another plague broke out girl and it was like i'm gag ho I'm gag, bitch. Yes. Like, I fucking monkeypox targeting the gay community, like, yeah. spreading now, where specifically did this start from? in the gay community. Well, it actually began, like, I don't actually know that this is fully true, though, that this is the, the, the patient but I'm zero. Gonna tell, I'm going to say this. this well, <laughs> okay. this is what the, the narrative is, but I don't know that this person yeah. was patient zero. So what they say is on May the, on May the 3rd or May the 4th, I think it was May, uh-huh. May the 3rd or May the 4th, Monkeypox, which is typically oriented in and originated in like West or Central Africa, this strain is from like the Nigeria slash Ghana strain, which is actually the less lethal strain. There's also a strain from mm-hmm. the Democratic Republic of Congo that's more lethal. This is the less lethal strain from West Africa, and they say that a girl, and you know, and this is endemic in Ghana and Nigeria, but it's just flying under the radar. You know, the World Health Organization was notified about an outbreak that started in 2017 they really haven't done much about it and now someone on in in a few cases come out of you know nigeria and ghana every year you know we had cases of monkeypox actually last year in the u.s um but they were all isolated but supposedly someone flew from london or from nigeria somewhere in nigeria to london on may the 4th you know infected two of their household family members and, may, mm-hmm. and possibly one of those family members may have been a, a gay man who went, you know, was a probably a young, sexually active gay man, or maybe the person who even flew back was a gay man. I don't know. But basically, like, it started spreading in the gay community in London, you know, through mm. sexual networks from, you know, the apps and everything. And then, you know, and then it, then it was super spread at festivals in Spain. And, and Belgium, sex festivals and or gay pride festivals in um, the Canary Islands and then also, which is part of Spain, and then also something in Antwerp, Belgium. And then all of a sudden, and then from there, cases popped up in Montreal, Canada. And now there are cases in Boston, mm-hmm. in New York, in Chicago, mm-hmm. in Atlanta, in 
mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. and I believe that this is spreading in the gay community. I believe there's un, a lot of un, um, uncontrolled. I think there's some uncontrolled spread in the gay now, community. Now, it probably, well, yeah, probably, um, because there's not because the thing is there is a vaccine. And well, we should even say like you know think about pox. You can even kind of tell me what it's going to be from the word choice, or if you maybe kind of remember pictures of smallpox, or remember looking at pictures yeah. of smallpox because it's a disease um, that was but it's eradicated basically about like these small in like yes, the late seventies, right. early eighties, I believe, or maybe even the early seventies. I don't know, but I don't know if the word is like festival, but it's like basically these kind of uh, bumps, like um, kind of like I think either, I don't know if they're pus or liquid filled, but like bumps and um, postules. Yeah, that's the right word. Um, that will raise up and show up on your skin. Um, I don't know. I didn't go deep on, into it. You can go come on. Areas. Like they said, generally it will start on your face and then mm. go to like your hands, and then in this case, with a lot of gay men, they're showing up in the genital region, and that's why they're saying, yeah. you know, usually you this is it can be spread by droplets and respiratory droplets, so close physical contact, right. and but it's not, not like consistent. Well, it's not like aerosols or aerosolized and airborne like COVID. So that's why, like, if you're just on a flight with someone who has monkeypox, like, you're less, you're not as likely to get it as you are to get COVID. That's why it's mm-hmm. not as contagious mm-hmm. as COVID, but it's spreading in sexual, in, in, in gay men, yeah. gay men's sexual networks and men who have sex with men, you know, in, in, you know, in Europe, in the North America now. Um, yeah. But uh, there is a vaccine out here, right, girl? There is a smallpox vaccine that is 85% effective against monkeypox. So that's what they're using. And there's the old generation smallpox vaccine, which the U.S. has stockpiles of in case of a terrorist attack using smallpox. But that yes. that vaccine has a ton they really of side don't want effects, to go and they don't want to use that um, yeah. in part because it is for emergencies, and it, it is... Yes. And it does have a lot of side effects. And if you give it to people in mass, there's going to be a lot of side effects. So yes. there's a newer updated vaccine out of Europe that there's not a lot of supply of. But one thing they're trying to do, like monk, the the smallpox vaccine is in part a therapeutic vaccine, too. So you can vaccinate people like kind of like how rabies is also a therapeutic, therapeutic vaccine. You can vaccinate people after they've been exposed within a certain amount of days. And it may be able mm. to prevent them from getting it. And so what they're doing is they're trying to do contact tracing for these positive cases in New mm-hmm. York and Montreal and Toronto and London. And and then they're trying to vaccinate the sexual networks of those people to prevent yeah. further spread. So because they have yeah. a limited supply of vaccine, they can't necessarily vaccinate all queer men. Yeah, because I want I want a vaccine. Because you want you want one. Like you yeah. lining up, but you can't I, get one yet, right? I can't get one yet, but I want one of these newer vaccines. I think they should if they get they said they won't have capacity until twenty twenty three probably to vaccinate like the whole like queer community. But I want mm. one, but you know, because I wasn't exposed that I know of, like I'm not eligible because right now they're only doing like a circle and this is how they prevented monkeypox outbreaks in the past. They've looked at they've done contact tracing of yeah contacts and then they just vaccinate those people and then those people cease yeah. to spread the disease further so that that's sense. what they're working on now sense. um there's a great but something i think the interesting yes yes you should um if um i think i have it in our chat but if you could like send it, so i can put that um in the notes in the show notes in it yeah. um but i think what's also just interesting just a conversation about it because obviously we you know i was joking at the top of the show about ace 2.0 but obviously we still have a lot of trauma even even though we obviously weren't didn't grow up during the AIDS era, we still have trauma being raised on. You know, we still came up through the post AIDS era, and there's I mean, you know, but we, how came, we, talk we were about young, safe like, sex. 
in the early um, 90s when yeah. the deaths were at the height from hiv like we were yeah you know six seven eight years old like well we, i mean i mean i think you have a better memory but i don't when i think about like coming like going out to the clubs like that's not yeah, it was different. For we, us, yeah, so us, it was yeah. a diff- it was almost that kind of super safe sex era, and then like now we're kind of into the like, oh, Truvada's giving us a new license to kind of have um, sex without condoms and things like that. And Discovery. Um, yeah, are you sorry, are you a Truvada or a Discovery girl right now? Which one are you? Uh real personal. Um, <laughs> I went back to um, Truvada partly because really just talking. It, talking to and, and I, um, because I go to UCLA Medical, and we had actually someone, my doctor actually referred because I like to go to doctors who are very LGBT, who are like, um, almost opt in to be like, oh, I'm an LGBT, um, you know, point of contact. So I mm-hmm. went with, and she was a white woman, really sweet, and they actually had like a kind of um sex, spe- or kind of like a STD or specialist who also dealt with like um, who basically like a specialist for like you know queer sex or just you know sex in general and basically just talking to both of them they were kind of like you know discovery is really something where like if you really aren't having any side effects to Truvada that actually you should probably just stay on Truvada like there's nothing wrong with discovery but really there is still that longer history and it's really like you're kind of almost doing it for no reason um and the other thing is with Truvada which again I'm the not the only thing they're saying that Truv- Truvada is more toxic on the kidneys the liver and bone density I thought than discovery that's my own like that's what I've her, yes but... that's the potential i mean that's the pot- that is the potential but it's like one of those things where like that is why you're supposed to get tested every is it three months i can't remember now three, it's three um months, yeah. is that yeah so that's why they check you for that but again it's like if you're not still having that and again i'm also not someone who's consistently on because i'm not consistently having sex i right. really haven't haven't having sex in a while and then the other piece of it which is like the newer way and actually something that literally is just recently becoming out of um, medical conferences is that kind of two and one, and that's not for discovery. That's for Juvada, where basically, if you know that you're going to have sex in an evening, you can technically take two Juvada. Now, this you're, this is not for you. You're not that girl, but you can technically just let's say no, you have them taking Juvada. I like that versus okay, girl. Like okay, that. girl. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. well, we'll talk to your own daughter about it. But basically, if you're planning to have sex tonight and you have not been taking Juvada. You can take two before you go have sex. And then the next day, I think it's two, you take one. And then I think then I may be a little fuzzy. Like you, it's got two and one, but I think you're then good after that. But yeah. I, but you should go check. But it is, it is a thing that has been kind of a un, not unspoken, but has been slowly gaining popularity, but it's something that's always technically been true. And part of it kind of came out from actually like nurses and doctors who especially work closely with us as queer, you know, queer people who are like, it's not necessarily realistic for for us to expect this community to always be taking the pills every to, like what if they just forget like it's just like putting on undue pressure when actually there's another opportunity that's just more realistic with the way people have sex um instead of like you know people like skipping a day and then you know maybe having a, a bad effect because of it so so i will say this is, like yeah, when yeah. i was because i'm off of prep right now just because i i'm not i'm not really yeah, sexy I actually look right up the now. two and one while i do this but it's really interesting like i and so that and that's a truvada thing not a scoby thing so that's one thing go ahead sorry yeah so that is worth a switch back to truvada because to have that option for sure but i say like when i was religiously taking prep every single day and i used i was at one point taking it in the morning and what happens is i also take like other supplements in the morning like you know like a vitamin d or like 
you know, like a probiotic in the yeah. morning. And the problem is, is like I had so many little like pill bottles that mm-hmm. I would like be like, oh, shoot, was one of them I took proper or not? So I didn't want to take two because I didn't know I didn't know about two one one at that time. I didn't know I didn't I thought it make me you know prep already makes me like at the beginning of when I take it it makes me nauseous. Mm-hmm. So like when I start when I started all over again. So like I was worried like I'd be nauseous throughout the, a work day or something. So I would skip prep on the days where mm. I couldn't figure out whether I'd taken mm. it or not because I took right. some supplements. So like I started That's such moving, a good example. I started moving my prep to nighttime so mm-hmm. that it was the only thing i was taking at night so yeah I, so that it's I funny because i do the opposite i do it in the morning because i remember those sorts of things in the morning because i do forget at night because maybe i'll go out or just be drinking <laughs> i oh. know but i just forget so that's interesting yeah so i had to move it tonight um, to separate it from the other supplements and i'm i think that prep and i know a lot of gay girls are pure for men girls i'm a pure for men girl I take it even when I'm not with some girls. I know pure for men pure is basically for men. it's like a it's fiber like supplement, like <laughs> yes, thing. to help but with anal sex. I think that pure help for but I for just you. use it as like I like just even to help stay I'm regular. Not, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Because it basically like, is taking giving you a lot of fiber, right? Exactly, and I and my thing is I worry that pure for men and prep don't go together within two hours of each other. Now like, that's that's a good question to. Yeah, I'm not a medical girl, so that's a good medical question. Actually, there's a medical girl that we know who listens to the show, so oh, she might yeah. know. Um, so I might ask her too, but you can ask your doctor. But um, that's that's a good question. But just you know, so we don't go on too long without clarifying. I did want to say it's two one and one, so it's about taking two pills um, to at least two hours before having sex, and then taking two more pills, one pill 24 hours after, and another one 48 hours after. Oh, okay, okay. So it's two one one. Two one one. Okay. So cool. I forgot a dose. <laughs> okay, so that's good to know. And then, um, but yeah, the the pure question is a good one. So that'd be interesting. Yeah, but I, I guess like doing something like this things out of your. I think it's flush. I worry that it flushes the medication out of your system. I don't know for sure. I'm not a medical girl, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's something to think about. So like, I feel like you should separate your prep and your pure for men by some hours. Like, yes. Yeah. But you just should also just ask, talk to your talk talk to your goddamn doctor. Talk to your doctor, bro. Yeah. So, um, but wow, we got off in on terms of monkeypox. Um, oh right, yeah. So where I was like, going was basically just the worry about you know have this conversation about how to have this conversation, especially with Pride season. We're now Happy Pride, girls. It's yes, June. It's our yes. season. But you know how to have this conversation, which I think a lot of the agencies and organizations that work really closely with us are very careful of not you know going full like you know shaming and full like nasty reagan era like you know how to have this conversation about something that is potentially affecting gay men without also putting undue focus on us so then you know we're getting caught out on fox news like so it's like a stigma yeah they're trying to but trying to um, like not stigmatize our community at the same time yes it might like the, the the atlantic had a good piece gay men need a specific warning about monkeypox and it's true like yeah. it is it is spreading primarily in our community right now not because of anything that we did originally or anything that's wrong with us it's just like it just happened to get in yeah, our sexual yeah, networks so. and it, it's spreading sexually within our community it's a yeah. reality we have to address it we cannot you know especially as pride month is here like there was already super spread events you know at these gay pride festivals in canary islands and you know, the sex positive festival in Antwerp, Belgium. And I think that, yes, we should be a sex positive community and we need to be, 
be able to live openly and talk openly. And this is part of that. I think like, because I do think pride, you know, in June has a potential to be, you know, a super spread month for monkey pox. I mean, it probably will. You know, um, and like, but even, I mean, are you going to any events? Girl? I'm not. No, no, right. I'm not. Yeah. Anymore. I mean, I'm not going just cause I'm just, I've been traveling a lot. I don't feel like going to pride. Well, there's just, there's a lot of prize in LA right yes. now. And, there's well, some now, I'm not, like, I'm not yeah. a girl who's gonna I'm not I'm I've become super I'm just not a casual sex girl I never really was but I've been really pl- moving away from that so I'm not really a girl to just go to a party hookup with someone especially you know I don't know I'm yeah not and historically right now, I go back and forth between being a casual sex girl and not being one to be honest and so do you you've gone back and forth like I haven't been in the casual sex era for a long yeah, longer so than a I've long been time, a, a casual so. sex girl more recently than you have I will say for sure yeah uh, but yeah. now I'm not, and I'm not on prep. <laughs> I'm not on prep first off. But right I'm taking my body. You a should break totally talk to your doctor about two one and one. And I'm in two option. one and one is great. It's an option. Like if I, but I'm not. I'm I'm like abstaining right now, and you know, in part because I was already like taking give my body a break from prep, but also because a fucking monkeypox. I don't want you know motherfucking monkeypox. But like, yeah. um, but so I think like yeah, I'm 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 not gonna actively participate in Pride you know month so much this year i'll support te- from afar yeah. in spirit and um but i you <laughs> i know, mean tell you like just going to an event isn't where you would catch monkey pox but I well guess, you know, i'm not potentially... so sure about that because i i was freaked out like when i found out this shit was happening you know we you i went to a gay bar in paris you did not because you were at that wedding but i went by myself to a gay club in paris i actually went to a sex positive gay club like i forget what the name of it is it had some name in english it was a sex club i went to one i didn't Uh but i was there i was watching (laughs) i was breathing that air with those girls and didn't you just say it's not a respiratory thing it has some it has some droplet component and you're like i I don't believe it i monitored myself for 21 days after i got it was on may the 7th i went to that club and I got back, and I I had a breakout on my forehead recently. No, it was just heat rash. It was the Ew, same. girl. I was a, it was a heat rash because it was so much sun. But girl, I I when oh I had this breakout God. on my forehead from this heat rash because there was a lot of sun, and I was walking outside sometimes without sunscreen. Um, I I and this is I had this in 2021 too when the when as soon as like the weather broke. And I worry about that monkey pox and then some might take you out. <laughs> so like, but I isolated for three days after that to make sure like yeah. I didn't get any more like monkey pox symptoms. So okay. I wasn't yeah I isolated for three days like recent like okay. literally like maybe last week. Um, well, girls, really the moral of the story is be aware of it, read up on it, talk to your doctor about it, um, and yeah. Be safe out there, especially during this season, at least. You know, once July comes, girl, you know, open it up. Just walk, walk you know, find, go, find a, <laughs> go find a girl walking down the street and take that dick raw. But know, wait till July. <laughs> and I was and I was in a line to go to Raid, which is a really famous, like, shower, like, go-go bar in Paris. I was in the line for that, but the line was so long that I just skipped it. How long was it? Like, down the street? It was down the street type T, and I just, it Mm. wasn't moving really, so I just got out of it, but I'm, now I'm glad because that would have, like, that could have been, like, a super spread area. That could have been the moment. You know, but I didn't know about monkeypox, but girl, oh my god. Oh my god, girl. You better not be taking us another tangent. I want to get to the other thing. Hmm? What are you about to say? 
Okay. What are, you, what are you about to say? You take us another tangent? <laughs> yes, one more oh, tangent. It's so crazy. Okay, I didn't tell girl, you this. Make it quick. I, okay, I didn't tell you this crazy story. Like, I went to this uh, this museum called the Palais de Tokyo. I went with when you went to the Santa Pompidou. Oh yeah, that I, I wish went, I wish I I would go back there. No, so don't go. Cool. You can go. Yeah, Santa oh, Pompidou. No, that's not the one. Santa Pompidou is great. You and I. You, you that, and I, went I want. There to, I want to go back there and yeah, go to that too. restaurant this time. Me, yeah, that's that restaurant. That was my that was my favorite restaurant that I went to on on this trip, but. George, it's called George. It's at the Santa Pompidou. Anyway, Take me to all these other expensive. I, while you went there, I went <laughs> to the Palais yeah. de Tokyo, which is a totally weird museum. Like I don't have to go back to that museum. The museum is so <laughs> weird, but mm-hmm. it's a beautiful museum on like the grounds and everything. So I was like walking up the stairs to get into the museum, and there was this French. Okay. There was this French man. And oh. it was a no, no, no. It's not going to end up being like that. It was a French man. I was just listening. It was a French man who was maybe like in his forties, and he had like a teenage oui, daughter oui. who was maybe like anywhere between like thirteen and fifteen, maybe twelve mm. and fifteen. Who he was holding her hand, walking in. I think she had some kind of like muscular, like she, I think she might have had like cerebral palsy or something similar. So she okay. had like a little bit of a difference, like a, a handicap in walking or whatnot. So mm-hmm. he was like holding her hand. You could see like she had a little bit of a different gait and walking. And mm-hmm. I was like maybe three steps behind them walking up some stairs. Um, and she fell back. Like she started to fall back, even though he had her hand. She started to fall mm-hmm. back and she fell back kind of like on me. And I caught her. I caught her. Like she was okay. going to fall down the stairs otherwise, right? Mm-hmm. So. I caught her. She was literally falling back on me. And then, you know, I like caught her. Like they were like astonished because of her fall. And so I kind of like, but he got her like stabilized. And then I walked around them and went inside and, and went inside to, to show my ticket or whatever. And then they walked, they came in behind me and he started like saying, he started accusing me of making her fall. Like that I bumped into her, I that I had bumped into her and caused her to fall or something. Like that was my fault that she fell. So I was like going, so it was so crazy because he was speaking to me in French and I was like, I was just like, and I, but I knew what he was saying. He was like, he was saying I made her fall. Like I basically tripped her or something. So I was thinking to myself, now basically I saved this little bitch from falling down the stairs. Like that's what I was thinking in my goddamn head. Like I was like, this hoe would have fell downstairs if it weren't for me. Like, yeah, like I could have moved down the way. I could have moved out the way, which is what um, Matthew Stafford from the LA Rams did when that photographer was falling off the stage, that female photographer, because he didn't want to be accused of making her fall and then catch a lawsuit. And he stood back as she fell down. I could have did that. (laughs) But I didn't want to see this little heifer fall. So I like I saved her, which was the wrong thing to do. I should have let that little girl fall. (laughs) I should have let her fall. And then because he's accusing me of tripping her, making her fall now. And so I de-escalated the situation. I'm so proud of myself because I could have went off. I could have been cussing and yelling in English, like called her a little bitch. And that she fell down this in... You should have been watching him. And next time I'm letting French bitches fall downstairs. Yeah, I could have done all that. But no, I said, Joe, Jim, excuse, Jim, excuse. Sweet Desolation, Jim, excuse. And he just was like, okay, whatever. He let it go. And I just kept saying, Jim, excuse. Like, excuse me. I'm sorry. Excuse me. But he was accusing me of, like, tripping her. He said, tu te trompe, ma, ma fille, blah, blah, blah. Like, meaning you tripped my daughter or whatever. 
Um, mm -hmm. but yeah, I forgot. Like, I was gag because that was like uh, I almost forgot about. But it was like I just think about that experience mm -hmm. now, and I, next time I'm gonna let that little have like whoever it is, I'm gonna let them fall. Like, I'm proud of you, girl. Look at this. You just continuing to grow growth, and evolve growth, and change. Growth. Who says old bitches can't? You can't teach an old bitch. A new I de-escalated right the situation there. because I have like in France, I have gone off on people before. I went into <laughs> in 2005 when I was 20 years old, and I went, and it was this black bouncer at a at a gay bar, and it was like I like literally almost fought him. Like I could have had a fucking assault charge. It was crazy. <sighs> and then in 2012, there was this black lady. Working at the airport, she gave me attitude at the airport. I was cussing her out in French, like, you know. But you remember that restaurant, that bar we went to, and that like, that like kind of ugly drag girl was kind of trying to be all extra about whether we could go in, and she's like, "No, oh, you're not really dressed for it." Oh, like, you'd have to go back and change. You remember? Yeah, you but I didn't. I mean, I didn't want to go in, but it's just like you knew there was no one in there. I'm telling you, those girls are just something else. I was just like, girl. But yeah, girl. Anyway, I don't know. Those French girls, they be wearing me out. But um, I don't need to go back to that girl. <laughs> yeah. uh, but we have one more thing we uh wanted to talk about before we wrap up the show. Wasn't that right? Uh, a friend, a listener, someone who's been on the show has done something pretty special, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yes. Oh, my God. So one of my good duties... One of our good duties, really, but one of my yeah, longtime friends, like that girl a lot. who you know definitely used part of my life as inspiration for this tea, but we won't talk about that. Um, but she wrote a book <laughs> called a novel about three black gay men living in Detroit called Boys Come First, written by mm, my good Judy, Miss Erin Foley. And girl, yes. I you know I received my book, you know, special order. Did you get your book yet or not yet? Um, not yet. I'm just, I wanted to go to like, I didn't want to just go do Amazon. I want to go to a smaller bookstore. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. So yeah. So I got my book. I ordered from the publisher, you know, it had his name. He signed and wrote one directly to me, which is so cute. Ooh, wrote a little note to me, but I girl, sign mine when I, I finished this book mm -hmm. in four days and I'm not even, cause I'm not even this type of girl because let me tell you, like I am a really critical girl to the point where I will tell that girl, like I didn't like her. One of her first, I didn't like her first book because I thought it was too cynical for me. Like her How to Live in Detroit without being a jackass. I didn't like the tone of it. It was too sardonic for me. And so, <laughs> like, I, and you know, and I'm not, I didn't, you know, and I didn't like always like some of her early, like David Sedaris type, you know, mm. writing that she did at first. But for some reason, like, which is sarcastic, sardonic, and like that kind of tone for sure. Yeah. So, like, I, you know, and, but it's recently like the way her writing has evolved more. And then now with this mm -hmm. novel, you know, mm. I, this is literally one of the best novels that I have read in a Ooh. long time. Like, and I, I read this shit that. in four days. And you know, I'm not a reader girl for books. Like, I read a lot of articles and whatnot, but you know, I'm not a long form mm -hmm. girl. Like, I, it took me yes. forever to read that book, The Prophets, when we read it last year for book club. Like, oh, Lord, I had to use a, some combination a, a of choice. Some combination of like the audiobook and the regular book. But like I got through yeah. this girl, this boys come first. I got through it in four days. So this is gonna be our Pride Month, June, you know, book club book, Boys Come First. Or well chill. Well, we're gonna you read it July. during you know, well, yeah, we're gonna read it for June. We're gonna yeah, read it for it. June <laughs> for during Pride Month, you know, celebrating our black queer pride. And you know, and we're hopefully gonna have this girl on in July to talk about the book with us sometimes probably like in the second 
first, second, or probably second or third week in July. So the girls, you got about a month mm-hmm. to read this tea, re- get through it. For, <laughs> but I got through it in four days. It was so good. I could not put it down. And I'd be curious to know if it was like, because I'm a Detroit girl and I knew so many of the references, but I, but a, a girl mm-hmm. who's not, who has no connection to Detroit in our chat group said, this is like, she's really enjoying it so far. So I think I could enjoy this mm-hmm. book, even if I wasn't a Detroit girl, like, and so boys come first, order it from your local bookstore, like hopefully, but if not on Amazon and you know, this is our June book club book and I'll put pictures of it on Instagram, you know, I'll post it on Twitter and stuff like that. But yeah, boys and come maybe first. if his schedule permits and he's not too busy, we can have him back on. Yes. Um, I'm hoping for next month yes. for July. So girls yeah. get the book read. You have a month to do it. Boys come first. You can get through it in a week, though. So it's really that good. You don't yeah. even really want to put it down. I'm, I'm really excited. So, and I, yeah, I really adore Aaron. Uh, it's so good having him on. We had him on at the start of season two. So, girls, if you missed that episode, I just um, want to remember um, he was talking to us about Detroit and journalism and some really good tea. So, and we, and he foreshadowed that this book, I don't know if we, he said the name of the book. Yes, he did. But he yes. foreshadowed that. I don't think he said the name. But he foreshadowed yeah. it. I love the name, I even love the name of a, it. You know, um, Robert Jones Jr., who wrote The Prophets, is like has like a review on the cover of the book. Like a lot of girls have, you know, really like said this book is really great. It's hard to put down. It is hard to put down. And I, I'm not that type of girl. I'll tell y'all girls if I don't like something. Like I didn't like her first book that much. I didn't. I didn't like that girl. Okay, girl. All right. But, girl. we got it. We got it. You we know, got it. we lifted her up. We lifted her up. You know girl. what I'm saying? No, I'm um, saying. But like how I tell y'all girls, like sometimes. You know, I'll be, I'm an Not honest girl. For everybody. I'm an honest girl. Yes. Like, I love this book. I loved it. Okay. That's all I want to say. Yeah. So we can look forward to the TV adaptation. Um, yes. And speaking of TV, um, one of my um, Judy's, Miss uh, Cameron Johnson, yes. his TV show premiered. Uh, yes. I'm lost. Last week, um, Tom Swift, yes. which is going to be on the CW. You can watch the first episode on CWTV.com. Um, and it's a spinoff of Nancy Drew. And it's about a young, black, gay, um, wealthy tech entrepreneur who's also kind of like basically like a little bit of a superhero there's gonna be a lot of sci-fi and action i have quite a few few friends even beyond um cameron who are working on the show and yeah we're seeing like a black gay you know main character a lead and also who's gonna be in relationships with what i think is gonna be um black guys so that's yes. super exciting that's literally yes. what i moved to la to do so seeing miss yes. cameron do that is really awesome so we out here you know especially you know it took a little bit but we really making some things happen so really exciting to see and i watched that this week too so i was just overloaded with black queer black gay media this week it was lovely lovely yeah so i'm looking forward to episode two i heard she's miss cameron she wrote on her one of her social media pages that episode two is even better than episode one episode one was cute so episode two i'm looking forward to see what she gives yeah and by the yeah, time I'm this show airs by the time this show airs episode two will be out because so i think that girl she comes mm-hmm. on tuesday nights um mm-hmm. i think she comes on tuesdays let me see she comes out on yeah tuesday nights. so by the time this airs on wednesday there'll be two episodes online i looked cw it's free streaming for all the episodes mm-hmm. not just the first one. yes and with that, that's our show. I hope you'll enjoy a couple of special summer episodes that we're going to be doing till we come back fully in the fall. Remember Cameron um, Johnson was our stay. very first guest on the show in season one, FYI. If you want to go back and listen. Yes. 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 <laughs> he talked to us about TV. Yes. And about entertainment industry and his own journey. Um, so check that out. 
Uh, maybe we'll be able to have him or someone on the show back for it. Let me end this show for these bogus LA people blowing their horns. So I hope you stay safe, healthy, and saved out there. Watch out for the monkey pox, girl. Um, what's the final word, Miss Devereaux, Mademoiselle? You know, Devereaux. girls, just like you know, maybe you know. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. want to tell girls what to do. Uh-huh. But you're, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe this is not the month for the casual uh, sex. You know, this maybe ooh. we got to let that monkey pox die out, girl. So maybe it's like you know, <laughs> fuck your regulars, fuck the girls you know, you know, not the new girls. Mm. All right. Where's to live by? Okay. All right. Bye, girl.